This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information and to find out how you can volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The Story of a Stuffed Elephant Chapter 1 The Elephant and the Mouse Oh, how large he is! Isn't he? And such wonderfully strong legs. See his trunk, too. Isn't it cute? And he is well stuffed. This is really one of the best toys that ever came into our shop, Geraldine. Don't you think so? Yes, Angelina. I must call father to come and look at him. He will make a lovely present for some boy or girl. I mean the stuffed elephant will make a lovely present, not our father. Aunt Miss Angelina Mugg smiled at her sister across the big packing box of Christmas toys they were opening in their father's store. Oh no, of course we wouldn't want father to be given away as a toy, laughed Geraldine. But this stuffed elephant, oh I just love him. Miss Geraldine Mugg caught up the rather large toy animal and hugged it tightly in her arms. Be careful, called her sister. You may break him. Oh, he's just a stuffed elephant, laughed Geraldine. I mean, he hasn't any works inside him to wind up. He's just full of cotton. But I am beginning to like him more than I care for some of the toys that do wind up. I almost wish I was small again so I could have this elephant for myself. He is nice, admitted Angelina. Well, I'm glad they like me, thought the stuffed elephant to himself, for just now he was not allowed to speak out loud or move around, as the make-believe toys could do at certain times. But these times were when no eyes of boys, girls, men or women were looking. It was mainly at night, after the store was closed for the day, that the toys had their fun, talking to one another, moving about, doing tricks, and the like of that. Now all that the stuffed elephant could do was to stand on his four sturdy legs, with his tail on one end and his trunk, almost like a second tail, at the other end of his body. He had two white tusks sticking out on either side of his trunk, and at first you might have thought these tusks were toothpicks, but they were not. An elephant's tusks are really teeth grown extra long so he can dig up the roots of trees and the plants on which he feeds. But a stuffed elephant doesn't dig with his tusks, of course. He never has to eat, being already stuffed, you know. And the elephant in this story was well stuffed with cotton. I am sure this elephant is going to be one of our very nicest Christmas toys, went on Miss Geraldine Mug, as she lifted more playthings from the big box that had come from the workshop of Santa Claus at the North Pole. Yes, I wish we had more like him, added Miss Angelina. The two ladies helped their father, Mr. Horatio Mug, in his toy store. It was a delightful place for children and many a boy and girl would have been glad to stay all day 
in the mug toy shop, as the big sign out in front named the place. Well, here are some more of those china cats, went on Miss Geraldine as she lifted some white pussies from the box. Oh, aren't they darling? exclaimed her sister. Do you remember the first china cat we had? Indeed I do. It was bought for a little girl named Jenny, and she told me only the other day that her china cat had had ever so many adventures. The dear child, the children, I believe, really think their toys are alive and can move about. Of course we can, only you don't know it and you never see us, whispered the stuffed elephant to himself. And then he winked one eye at a china cat, an eye that neither Angelina nor Geraldine saw blinking. Gracious, how surprised the two ladies would have been to see a stuffed elephant winking one eye at a china cat. But stranger things than that are going to happen, I promise you. Be careful, Geraldine, be careful, suddenly cried Angelina as her sister arose from stooping over the box and started toward the shelves with an armful of toys. What's the matter? Why, you nearly stepped on the stuffed elephant. Oh, I'm glad that it didn't really happen. We have only one toy like him, and it would never do to have him crushed all out of shape before he is sold for Christmas. I forgot that we left him standing on the floor. Gracious, but he's a big fellow, she exclaimed. I lift him up on the shelf, Angelina said. She picked up the stuffed elephant. Really, he was one of the largest toys that had ever come from the workshop of Santa Claus. And he was a very finely made toy, only the best cotton and cloth having been used. Does he squeak? asked Geraldine, as she saw her sister set the creature with trunk and tusks on a broad shelf. Squeak? Goodness, of course not. What made you think that? Well, some of the toy animals have a squeaker inside them and make a noise when you press it. I was thinking perhaps the elephant had a squeaker. No, if he had anything he would have a sort of trumpet in him, said Angelina. Real elephants make a trumpeting noise through their trunks, but of course a stuffed one can't. Ho ho, you just wait until it gets dark and this toy shop is closed whispered the stuffed elephant to himself. Then I'll show you whether I can trumpet or not. Though I forgot. I can't show you nor let you hear. It isn't allowed. But after the store is closed, we'll have some fun. Toy after toy was taken from the big packing box. There were sawdust dolls, candy rabbits, tin soldiers, plush bears, and a monkey on a stick just like other toys of the same name who had had many adventures and about whom stories like this have been written. As the toys were taken out of the box, they were placed on the shelves in Mr. Mugg's store. This was in a back room, for the toys had yet to be sorted and looked over to make sure each one was all right before they were put in the front part of the store to be sold. 
Mr. Mug had a larger and finer store than the one before the fire. When the china cat had so nearly been melted by the great heat, and having a larger store, Mr. Mug bought larger Christmas playthings, such as the stuffed elephant. Finally, all the new toys were taken from the box and placed around on the shelves. While Angelina and Geraldine had been doing this, their father was in the front part of the store, waiting on customers. After a bit, when it grew dark outside and the lights were lit inside the store, Mr. Mug locked the front door and came back into the rear room. I think we have worked enough for today. The toy man told his daughters, "We will wait until tomorrow before looking over the new things and marking prices on them. I am tired and want to go to bed." Good, thought the stuffed elephant. That is, I'm not glad Mr. Mug is tired. He went on in his thoughts, but I'm glad he's going to bed so I can move about and talk to some of my toy friends. It's been no fun to be shut up in that box ever since I came from the shop of Santa Claus. A little later, the store was in darkness, except for a small light burning near the safe, so the passing policeman could look and see that no burglars were breaking into it. Hello, everybody! Suddenly called the stuffed elephant, waving his trunk around in the air. How are you all? Who is that speaking? Asked a nodding donkey, a toy whose head kept moving all the while as it was fastened on a pivot. A new chap, a stuffed elephant, answered a jumping jack, who wore a blue and yellow cap. A stuffed elephant? Let me see him. I never heard of such a creature. Brayed the nodding donkey, and he slid along the shelf to get a better view. For it was the mystic hour when the make-believe toys could pretend to be alive, when they could move about and talk. Here I am, right over here," trumpeted the stuffed elephant. And if Miss Geraldine and Miss Angelina, or even Mister Mug, could have heard him, they would have been very much surprised. Oh, you have two tails," cried the nodding donkey. No. Only one," said the stuffed elephant. "The other is my trunk. It really is a long nose, but it is called a trunk." "Is there anything inside it?" asked the calico clown. "Nothing but air. I breathe through my trunk," the stuffed elephant answered. "But I myself am filled with the very best cotton, lots and lots of it. Have you cotton inside you?" He asked the donkey. "No, I'm wood clear through," was the reply. "But as long as you are a new toy, let me welcome you among us. We are glad to see you. What is the latest news from the land of Santa Claus?" "Well, let me see. So many things happen up there that I hardly know where to start to tell you about them," replied the stuffed elephant. "In the first place." I'm stuffed too," suddenly interrupted a high, squeaky voice. "Only I'm stuffed with sawdust. Here I am, over here." "Yes, Miss Sawdust Doll, we see you," brayed the nodding donkey. "But please don't interrupt the stuffed elephant. 
He is going to tell us about Santa Claus, and I want to hear, as it is some time since I came from the North Pole. Well, I can tell you as well as that stuffed elephant can, went on the squeaky sawdust doll. I came from Santa Claus's shop in the same box with him. You're not the first sawdust doll, though. She was bought by a little girl named Dorothy, I've heard said, remarked a rubber dog. Yes, that's right, said the nodding donkey. And her brother Dick had a white rocking horse. But as long as the stuffed elephant kindly offered first to tell us the latest news from the North Pole, I think it would be only polite to let him finish. Oh, of course, yes, squeaked the new sawdust doll. Well, began the creature with the trunk and tusks. I think I will tell you. But just then there was a whirring noise at the end of the shelf, and a little voice cried, "Oh, save me, somebody! Please save me! I'm wound up too tight, and my wheels are running away with me. I'll run to the edge of the shelf and fall off. Save me, somebody! Please!" A rolling mouse that could run across the room on wheels when wound up dashed along the toy shelf, as she had said. She was in danger of falling off. Straight toward the stuffed elephant ran the rolling mouse, squeaking in fright. "I'll save you! I'll save you!" trumpeted the big toy. "Don't be afraid, Miss Mouse. I'll save you." He uncoiled his long nose of a trunk and stretched it out toward the rolling mouse. End of chapter one.